0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. We'd like to thank you for joining us on the show today. We're going to get into the three things you need to know that have happened for the Titans over the last week. And our main story for today is going to involve discussing what type of play we're expecting to see with such a shortened off season, But before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We're available in all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and on social media platforms at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. Turning our attention to the three things you need to know that has happened for the Titans. Number three, the NFL is shortening the preseason to two games. They are cutting off weeks one and four. So for the Titans, the Titans will no longer be playing the Redskins in preseason week one, which was set to take place on August 15th. And it does not look as though they will be playing the Chicago Bears for week four, which would have been a Thursday night game on September the 3rd. NFL is still working on how they are going to make sure the preseason takes place. It's going to be something just to kind of keep an eye on as we continue to see How the pandemic unfolds. But right now the New York Giants and Tampa Bay Bucs games are still scheduled for weeks two and three of the preseason. Number two on the list, the Tennessee Titans have sent an email to season ticket holders letting them know to expect a reduced capacity at Nissan Stadium this fall. And the Titans are among the NFL franchises that are offering season ticket holders the option of opting out of buying tickets for this season and putting that money towards 2021 or just getting a refund overall. But that is the first notice, really, that fans have been able to receive on the upcoming season and what it might look like for fans in the stands. But again, we'll continue to keep you posted as it relates to those matters. And number one, Clowny, Watch, still nothing. I know last week Clowney spoke out, but with teams really not even being able to report to camp until July 28, don't expect to really see anything happen until then, and it might not even be until we get into the preseason games, if we have them, before you hear something on Clowney. But again, Titans still in the mix to sign him. I believe they got their bid in. It might be low, but according to what other teams are offering and those teams also having the opportunity to win now, Titans still seem to be the front-runner, in my opinion. But that is what has happened for the Titans over the course of the last week, and now we're going to switch gears and start talking about the type of play that we might expect to see early on for NFL teams with such a reduced amount of off-season opportunities to work with one another. And so we'll go ahead and get started on that. Znard, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing great, Davey. How you doing?
0: Having a good day. I'm really interested to get into this topic because... As we sit here on July 8th, we are looking at the possible schedules that the NFL is going to put out. And I know over the past month we have talked at times about the coronavirus, but today, as we have started to see some cancellations take place, the amount of training camp opportunities that the teams will have, how is that going to affect the play that we see from these players during the early part of the season? And Denard, from someone who has been through the NFL offseason, you understand all the ins and outs of how these practices really do help prepare you as the season gets going. Not having those opportunities to, one, mesh with your team, two, just get back into football shape, I kind of wanted to really dive into your thoughts on how that could affect what we see on the field early into the season. And before I throw that question to you, another update that is worth following is that the NFLPA wants to scrap the entire twenty twenty preseason. So that'll definitely be something to look at. And then obviously if that's the case, we'll just go into week one without these teams having much of an opportunity to play together. But Denard, to to throw it to you, just really shortening the off season altogether as far as players being able to practice with their teammates, what is that going to lead to that we see on the field? Sloppy play.
1: That's exactly what you are going to get in the first part of the season. I would tell people right now that's going to be tuning in uh, to this first probably six weeks. It's going to take about six weeks for guys to get acclimated, acclimated to game type tempo. You get that basically during the OTAs. If you're not, if you're not doing the OTAs and typically for most vets, we usually do about three, anywhere between six OTA practices. And that's before minicamp. So if you're not getting those OTAs in the minicamp, and that's where really where you work on your footwork, where you work on the fundamentals. And so when you get to camp, you're ready to roll. And so without guys having a really a off-season, it doesn't develop continuity. And that's what you want going into the first game of the season, is continuity.
0: I guess if we're just going to look at it from an overall standpoint, this obviously is going to, I would say, have less of an impact on teams that are, bringing back a lot of their core units from last year compared to teams that went out, spent a lot of money in free agency, trying to bring in some new guys to help out there or teams that really went heavy in the draft, expecting players to come in right away and make an impact. Just from someone who's seen this, I mean, what should we expect from majority of the rookie players going into this season?
1: It's going to be tough, you know, because when you're a rookie, the one thing you want to be getting is ramps. But that's something that when you go into camp, typically most rookies they won't get a lot of reps. You're going to get probably about ten to fifteen percent of reps unless you're a starter from day one, and that's not going to happen. Most rookies. My rookie season, you know what I did? Pretty much for four weeks, I basically sat around, watched the vets practice, Then after the vets were practice, then the rookies would have a where we practice at the end. So basically, they put an additional two periods together for the rookies to kind of get some reps. But for the most part, we didn't do anything because basically the vets, that's their time to get in the work. OK, so if they're not if they're not getting reps, they won't be ready to go. And that's what you want in your rookies. You want those guys. You want to see what they have. You want to see what they got. You want to see when they step on that field, are they ready to compete or, or is this a guy we got to go slowly? You know, it's just like when Patrick Mahomes person came into the league. We didn't see him basically become a star overnight. It took him a year. And that's what they want to do. They want to groom a guy. They want to get him adjusted to the NFL lifestyle on and off the field. And so when you're not getting that, and when they first get there, again, you're going to have to follow all these protocols. And that's the, that's the biggest question to me is, is, what will all these protocols, how will that be a distraction? Because that's what coaches don't want when you go into camp, is distractions. And that's what I see with all of the protocols that are put into place right now. So how are they going to work through that? I don't know.
0: As it relates for the Titans you got to feel at least somewhat decent about the fact that when you look at our draft class, as far as players that they expect to come in and make an immediate impact, we kind of had some luxury picks this year. Obviously, with their first-round pick, they took Isaiah Wilson, but there's still questions about whether he would even start over Dennis Kelly. And so right now, obviously not being able to get the amount of time that you would hope in all the preseason action that's probably going to be to Dennis Kelly's favor and obviously Christian Fulton he's still going to be able to come in and play but the Titans at least went out and did address some of their cornerback issues more than than we thought they were going to early into free agency I don't know you might you might agree with me on this but I think as far as positions in the NFL that's easiest to come in and learn right away I would say running back is right up there
1: no I disagree you disagree running back is running back is the toughest. You know why? Because sometimes they take a rookie all camp just to learn blitz packages. Sometimes when a rookie running back comes into camp, he's clueless. I mean, I can go give him the playbook. It's not going to be what you had in college. So a lot of times you will hear a lot of the great running backs talk about learning how to pick up blitzes, learning how to see when the blitzes are coming because they're totally different than what you got in college. And that's the first thing that most rookie running backs struggle with is picking up the blitzes. No, I- how many times have we, yeah, saying- we watched a game, you have a rookie in, and they say, oh, he missed the block. He missed the actual block. That happens all the time. So those reps that, that rookie's not getting, those are lost reps. Lost reps basically it, it equates into what? Almost failure. There's no success. And that's the hardest part because that can end up getting your quarterback hurt right there if you miss a blitz.
0: I, can, I, I do completely agree with you on the being able to come in and pick up the blitz packages. I guess for Darrington Evans' situation, for the amount of role we're expecting him to come in and play, he's going to be pretty active. I wouldn't expect it to see him be in a situation where he is having to pick up a lot of blitzes. I think if they're going to use him in the passing game, they're really going to send him out early. He is going to be running a route of some sort. Now, granted, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to argue one bit on picking up the blitzes, but I guess if I'm looking at some of these other offenses, offensive positions when it comes to learning the playbook. Personally, just from what I, I have seen, I, I I would say running back is a little bit easier than when you're looking at some of these positions along the offensive line um, and then just trying to learn different packages because when we're talking about defenses being able to disguise stuff at the NFL level, it's a completely different game than it is in college. I guess that's where my rationale came with just trying to view Darrington Evans not having to be the feature back, but as a guy who's going to be able to come in as a backup. That, that was my, I guess, my rationale behind my take.
1: Yeah, and with Darrington, what you have to consider is this, is that they probably want him to be their third down back. And typically a third down back is not always going to go out for a pass. He has to stay in there and block. You know, I played with a guy by the name of Ronnie Harmon, who was out of Iowa, played a long time, great running back. But in his later part of his career, he was a, specifically a third down back. And one of the things that Ronnie, what made him so valuable is that he was able to pick up little blitzes here and there. He was so smart. That's what guys like Marcus Allen and the Greats, they're able to do, is he was so smart that he can, he can figure out those disguises. A lot of rookies struggle with that because in the NFL, they're going to show you one thing, but they're going to do the other. And you got to learn to pick that up as you go. And you get that through film work. You get that through practicing. And I just don't see Darrington coming in right away and basically being... He's going to be being being able to go full speed because he's going to have so much of that playbook in his mind. That's why you see a lot of guys busting plays, or you know, you see the coaches always on them all the time because they throw so much at them. So when they're not being, when they're not able to get these ramps earlier on, and when they get in there, it's like they got to go right away. And that's what I'm afraid of when you're talking about you know minimizing sometimes the preseason games because preseason is for the young guys, not for the vets. You know, the vets they get it. But for the rookies, you know, and second year guys, this is their time to pick up on the little things because the little things is what either gets you it gets you beat or doing the little things is what propels you forward in this game.
0: And with that, I, I will say I am curious to see if we see Dalen Dawkins or Sonoris Perry be able to get some reps and make the team. I mean, that, that is something where you're looking at guys who have at least been in the league before that'll that'll kind of help them as far as having the opportunity. And mention mentioned, obviously, Derrick Henry's on the roster, and if it's a running situation on third down, he will likely be the guy in the game. But uh, Darrington Evans, Norris Perry, Cameron Scarlett, Sean Wilson, and Dalen Dawkins are the current running backs that the Titans have on the roster. And so that'll uh, definitely be something to keep an eye on whenever we are talking about some of those guys. Obviously, you want to talk about getting the younger guys reps. When it comes to the practice squad this year, one of the things that is possibly being mentioned is a expanded roster looking at somewhere between 16 to 20 guys being on the practice squad in case players do contract the coronavirus, and you have multiple players out one week, you're at least able to go to that practice squad pool and elevate those guys to come and be active for the week.
1: Well, yeah, for the young guys, especially if you can make the practice squad that creates opportunity for you Uh, to stay in this game a lot longer. That's how most guys that go undrafted or typically they get cut or released at the end of the season, they come through the practice squad. And the practice squad is so important because that's really where I came up through. Even though I was drafted, I basically practiced for about three weeks with, you know, giving the um, first team a look and that gave me reps. So the biggest thing that I would say that is a positive when you look at this, is if they're going to take take 16 to 20 guys and put them on the practice squad, that means there's just more opportunities for young guys to make this team.
0: And don't believe we mentioned this, but usually for camp, you have around 90 players come in. Right now, the NFL is expecting that number to actually drop to be somewhere between 75 and 80 players. So not as many people will be getting an opportunity as you would normally see. And again, whenever we've, watched preseason I mean having those games to see how players react in the moment it gives them opportunities to make it past the initial cut and not having that ability is going to make a tougher tougher call for coaches and general managers obviously not being able to have as much to look at whenever they're making these decisions to determine who to keep and who to let go so right now the earliest two that training camp would start is looking as though July 28. So that's still three weeks away. So it is definitely going to be one of those situations where we're looking at something new, something that teams have not had to go through before. And I, I guess my biggest concern is just making sure that the players are up to speed. Denard, in your opinion, what could this mean as far as injuries?
1: Well, let me just say from my experience, and I, and I told you this last week about one of my all-time favorite players he, who held out uh, pretty much of training camp. He held out for the whole camp. He ended up coming back the first game of the season, and he breaks his arm. I've seen that over and over again. Guys, when they hold out. How many times have we saw where guys, they've been holding out for a contract extension. They come into camp at the very last minute and they hurt a hamstring, you know, pull a hamstring, pull a abdomen, I don't know, just name it, something happens. Because your body needs to get acclimated to the heat, to the rigors of the game. It needs to get punished, which means you need to get hit. Sometimes you need to, you need to go through all that to kind of, it, it simulates what's going to happen on Sundays or Mondays or Thursday night. And they're going to get one month together to develop continuity. And we see all the time when teams, don't, when they're They've been decimated by injuries and they have guys scrambling in and out and they're bringing guys in to the program that hasn't been there before. How many times have we solved that in the game? I saw it when my first year at Tennessee, we were decimated with injuries and that's why we never could get going. So that's the biggest problem that I have because football is such a tough sport and you can't, one month cannot simulate 16 weeks. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a grind. That's one of the reasons I, before I, I don't want to harp on, but I like to tune in to YouTube to watch a lot of guys post how they're working out. But I can do all of those drills. But the question is, is when I put those pads on and that, that helmet on, that's, that's just weight. What am I going to do then? And, and, and that's, that's kind of the fear that I have is that how will the body adjust with just one month of work? You know what? What we need to brace for is the unexpected because we don't know what we're going to get. Even though the target date is to July 28th, we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. It's not letting up. So the question is, that's what we're hoping for is July 28th. That's the key. That's the target date. But we don't know how this virus is going to attack or spread between now and then. So that's something that guys, they have to take in consideration before they go into camp. So again, when you canceling preseason, I have no problem. Guys have been trying for years to cancel preseason games. I think preseason games, to be to be honest with you, they're overrated. Guys really don't need them. We need about two, two preseason games year in and year out, and we're done. We're good. We're ready to go. But the question is, we haven't done anything since what? Since seasons ended. We haven't had no OTAs, no mini camps. And then you get one month of training camp, and then it's time to go. So that's really where I, I, I fear for guys because It's all about getting your body and getting your mind adjusted to go day one. And I I just don't really see that. And my biggest question for a lot of guys is what happens to the guys that are not working that hard? There might be some guys that's taking some time off. You know, what happens to them? What happens to their bodies when they get into camp?
0: I mean, you'll, you'll be able to spot the ones that have been and haven't been putting in the work. I mean, that's usually pretty prevalent whenever you're just putting the film on at the beginning. And so, I mean, I'm sure you've had the coaches try to stay on top of these guys, but we've seen several situations where these guys are not always the most dedicated to their profession. And if it's a situation where they have not been putting in the work, like I said, we're going to see it early on. Denard, this has by no means been made official, but I wanted to get your take on it because I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago off, off the show. But there are some reports, there's the possibility that teams might be departing as early as the day of a game once the season starts when it comes to traveling to a location to play a game. Usually teams will depart on a Friday. They play on Sunday, have a day or two to get adjusted to wherever they are traveling to. What What's your opinion on that?
1: Okay, this is what comes to mind. Jet lag, home field advantage right there. And, and let me give you a little illustration. In 1998, when I was playing for the Titans, we played the Seattle Seahawks. Now you know how long that flight was from Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee to Seattle, Washington? Uh, is it about four hours? Four and a half hours by okay. five, almost five hours. So we get there Saturday after Saturday evening, playing Sunday. Do you know what half of our bodies felt like that Sunday morning having to play at eleven o'clock down in Seattle? Sure it felt awful. I felt, like felt awful. It it literally took me a half to get going. Breathing hard. I didn't even realize that half of us was jet lag. And then what happens if you're playing in Denver? Tennessee's going to get. Week it was one. their first game. And guess what? What you love about Denver, Colorado? Not the beautiful mountains. Some
0: thin the air altitude, out there.
1: The, out, the thin air. It gets them every time. I played there for two years, Davey. Let me tell you something. It took me a year to get adjusted to the thin air in Denver. I kid you not. I spent a lot of times when I first got there uh, at the doctor's office because I couldn't breathe. I've seen teams come into Denver literally at the first part of the season when they're not really in football shape. And Davey, half of the time, they're tapping out. That's why the Broncos are so good at Malha. What do they call it? Invesco Field now? They change them all the time.
0: I still but just refer to it as High.
1: Yeah, me too. I, like, I just like to say High. The thing that that's, – that's what worries me about all of this. If you try to leave the day before the game – That's not going to work. That automatically, not saying automatically, but that gives a home team almost field advantage. If I'm playing for Tennessee Titans and we got the San Francisco 49ers coming all the way from the West Coast on Saturday and they're going to play on Sunday at 11 o'clock at Nissan Stadium, I'm automatically thinking that gives me an advantage because I know what it feels like. And then when you get into the season where guys are tired, their bodies are worn down and you're still trying to do this, That's the one thing, guys, they love in the middle and the end of the season. That's what gets them through is their rest. If you're not getting your rest, you don't have no chance. That's everything to a player is his rest.
0: As it relates to the preseason, the NFL has said that teams that travel will be departing on the day before games. So there will be one day, but again, it's preseason, so you're not expecting a whole lot from – having to play your your key players. I mean, we just talked about Denver. And as it relates to the Titans, that game being week one, when you look at last year, that was the Titans' worst game of the year. You got beat 16 to nothing. Ultimately, that was the game that made you actually decide to make the switch at quarterback. But, I mean, even if you're just looking at a defensive front that's really good and would be able to stop Derrick Henry, you got to remember, last year against the Broncos, Derrick Henry had 28 yards rushing for the day.
1: Yeah, it's – you know what? this whole season right now, no matter how you put it, the theme is going to be expect the unexpected because we don't know what we're going to get right now. And I know right now they're working hard. I know they're working diligently to get everything going, but it's it's going to be some adjustments that's going to have to be made throughout the course of the season because until we find a cure for this pandemic, we have to work around this, this virus, all of us, Okay. They're going to have to, and the NFL knows that. And then my biggest question is, is the cases. Okay. Right now we're looking at, I know in Texas right now, it is skyrocketing. Some thousands on top of thousands of people that are contracting this virus. So what happens when you get all these guys, multitude of different guys in one place, what's going to happen if we get one guy exposed, what about two, what about 10? You know, I mean, it's it's just so many questions right now that, you know, I know it's up in the air right now. I know just taking my son down to Oklahoma, just watching how when I drop him off, you gotta space out time so you can be out of there by the time the next young man comes in. And it's kind of like, wow, I never thought I would see something like this, but it's it's gonna be wide open right now. So I just, I've, I've said this time and time again, for all the fans out there, expecting unexpected. They will adjust to it. We'll get around this, but it's going to be sloppy at first until guys can get acclimated to the speed of the game.
0: Yeah, I don't believe this has been made official, but the NFL, I believe, is looking, and again, I know I continue to say that like, none of this has been official because I mean we're dealing with a situation we've not been put in before, and so we're really just taking it a day at a time trying to figure out how to best handle everything that's being thrown at us. One of the possibilities that the NFL is looking in is if players, let's say, break protocol when it comes to trying to, I don't want to say quarantine, but just right. be smart with their decisions as far as what they are doing in their personal right. life. If they do not abide by a certain set of rules, there's the chance that they are getting fined. Right. What's your, what's your thought process on that?
1: I agree. Because right now you work for a company. Okay, You're getting paid by, if I work for the Tennessee Titans... I am employed by the Tennessee Titans. So I have to abide by my employer who's basically paying me a check. That's what you do at any job. So I agree. I think that if you got to take those measurements, then do it. You know, if that makes a guy think about, hey, you know what? Maybe I want to go get a beer on Thursdays. You might need to rethink that. That's something that you have to take in consideration now because you are employed by the National Football League. So if that's the case and if that's the rules, you have to abide by those rules. So I like it. I have no problem with it. If they're giving me a check, that's what you're supposed to do.
0: I'm with you. I I think when you're looking at the broader picture, football is something that, you know, they always say baseball is America's pastime. But I personally agree. I mean, that might be the case, but football is its passion. That football is what it loves. And so not being able to have it take place if that, ultimately is something that happens. It's something that is going to be detrimental, one, for, for these teams, for these, these players, but for the fans as well. Whenever you're looking at a situation where not many people have had a whole lot to look forward to in their life, there are a lot of people banking on a season taking place because football is that outlet for them. It's something to where even if fans aren't necessarily going to be in the stands, just being able to turn on a TV, watch their favorite team play. So you are get paid millions of dollars for, and for most of these players to go out there and do something that majority of everyday Americans would want to switch places with you and have that chance. So it's something I'm I'm fine with as well. Just you got to do what you got to do to make sure that a season happens. And, you know, sometimes measures that you would usually see is over the top. That might have to be the new normal for this season. Expect
1: the unexpected. I tell guys this, listen, you get paid a check some teams get paid, some guys get paid every week. Some guys get paid every other week, however you get paid on your check stub, it has to the right or whoever signs that check, there's a section that has your boss's name, so whoever the owner is of the Tennessee type, Mrs. Adams, her name is on that check. That's your boss, but we all are governed, governed by the National Football League, so we have to abide by their rules. It's the same thing you going out and getting in trouble. You're not in just trouble with your organization that you are employed by. You gotta also, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be accountable also to league offices. So what's the difference between me going out, contracting the coronavirus or this, and then what's the difference between me going out and getting into a fight and getting in trouble? Nothing. I did not abide by team rules. Therefore, I need to be punished for my actions. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of jobs right now. They're going through different provisions of what rules that they have or they're going to put in. You know, things have changed for everybody. It's not just the National Football League. Everybody's going through this, even at the hospitals now. We're playing by a different set of rules. And guys, they have to understand that from day one. We're not, this is not a normal thing that we're going through. This is, that's why they call it a pandemic. So if a guy's going to go out and say, I'm going to do my own thing, I know I got a game Saturday, but Thursday night, I'm going to go get me a beer at, you know, Chubby's or something. Then I got to face the consequences. If I contract that at Chubby's, that's my fault. So I shouldn't get paid. I should have to suffer whatever, you know, actions that they take against me. That's on me. And that's what makes you a professional. Guys should know better at this stage. I can understand if we're at Clemson or LSU, where guys are still young or Tennessee, they're eighteen to twenty two year olds. Now, you're not you're getting paid for this. This is a job. This is a job now. So they got to take that in consideration.
0: Well, there is going to be a lot that continues to unfold, and Denard and I will be here to keep you updated on everything that happens. But for now, just stay positive. It's all we can do right now. With that said, that is going to do it for us today. But we appreciate you tuning in. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You've been listening to Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.